Welcome to my basement, everybody, and Scott Jones, too. Hey, Scott's not here today. This is Arthur Fonzarelli, otherwise known as the Fonz. Hey, Mrs. C, can you put a plate on for me? I'll come in and eat with you and the Cunningham family tonight. Hey, making it 100% cooler. Hey, my office is a bathroom. (laughs) Come on in. I sound like Andrew Dice Clay. You do. Man, we can do impressions of... Oh, my Luigi car just fell over. We can do impressions of anyone. Uh, we can do anyone except, except Vin Diesel. Except for Vin Diesel. Yeah, How I was you doing, Vic? Well established. I'm great. So I'm a listen. little. I'm a little groggy. We're in between uh, stops here. We're yeah, not I in like your. How I ask you a question, then I go right to. Uh, so listen, because yeah. I'm not listening <laughs> to listen. what you're saying. No, How this... you doing, Vic? I don't care. So listen. <laughs> hey. 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 No. Uh, this is C. So tell everyone why you're groggy. I'm today. groggy because we just got back from Montreal and we're All here right. for about a millisecond, and then we're All getting right. on another plane and oh. we're going to Japan. Poor us. I know, right? You know, yeah, and then uh, to exotic locations, we're, trying we got, trying strange foods. We got to take out some industrial espionage agents. How's your? How was? And know. then we travel on to our <laughs> next mission. I'm sure we're on some national security. Security list after all this weird traveling we're doing. All you have to do is follow the paper trail of our credit cards. But listen, how is your, uh, first of all, how's your French? And then second of all, how's your, your Japanese? Because you're going to need both. Uh, how do you say shitty in both languages? Merd. Merdy. Merdy. Uh, both are Merdy. Hey, you forgot to mention our sponsor. Our sponsor is Sony PlayStation and the PlayStation 4. It's PlayStation Canada specifically. And we heart you. We love you. Guess what? And what they, was cool is that while we were in Montreal, they were in Montreal showing off were. the PlayStation we 4. We didn't spend a lot of time with them. I ran no. into them one night and they said, hey, let's have uh, let's meet up for uh, drinks and dinner later around 9.30. I'm like, I've been in bed for an hour or so right, by right. 9.30. Yeah. Come You've on now. you guys know me. I've got crosswords. I've got uh, yeah. you know some my Leonard Cohen website to visit and update all my Multiple fan sites. <laughs> Shut up. So I just want Sony to know this at the outset of today's podcast. We have already cleared a space for our PlayStation 4 down in the basement whenever I, you want to come and I install it. I dusted. We dusted. We, yeah. we Vic's mom came down yep. here and uh, she threw so out some of the hustlers. That's one dust-free place in the basement. That's right. That's the only dust-free place right now. Yeah. So the PlayStation 4. Sony, if you're out there and you're listening, Mr. or Mrs. Sony... We are ready for you to be delivered to us so we can... We're ready for the future. We are ready for the next generation. Yeah, we're ready for the beautiful portal to open to the future in the basement down 100%. here. 100%. So, and whenever it's down here, we're going to, you know, no doubt we're going to be able to talk about it. This is this is what I think the, the PlayStation 4 is going to sound like when you turn it on. Mm. And that's the, that's the sound you're going to make when it turns on. That was the creepiest sound I've ever heard you make. <laughs> Now listen, I'm wary of your creepy uh, sounds because yeah. uh, we just found out that we're sharing a hotel room. Yeah, what for the one hell? Night. I thought we were big league uh, TV stars. I thought Ryan was joking when he told yeah. us this. I have managed to live through five years of TV production and not, and I know I've been spoiled because you guys used to share hotel oh, rooms we used all to the time. Have, there used to be eight of us in our hotel room all but the time. But this yeah. is the first time that you and I will have to share a hotel room together. Right. And uh, I hope that we just don't mix up our two pays and I put on yours <laughs> in the morning and you put on mine. Mine's the blondish one. <laughs> okay. Listen, Montreal was pretty <laughs> phenomenal. Oh, it, I had it's a great a diff- time. Different culture completely. I loved it. I want to move there. I, I like the mix and the mash of, uh, well, I'm talking specifically about the video game industry, but we okay. talked about the uh, you know, the food and all that stuff was amazing. Anywhere you went to eat out there was crazy. A great food. But, filled with uh, butter and salt. I, I swear yeah. we took three or four I know. I kept asking for skim lives. milk, and I kept getting laughed at in yeah. my face. Yeah. Like, yeah. fool. <laughs> slapped me with the baguette. But... Uh, 
Uh, all the video game stuff, it was really interesting to see that the, there is this pool, you know? Like, there is this awareness of everybody else's business there. There's a, 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 like, there's a community. You can feel it. You can feel that they all talk to each other and that they hang out with each other. We, uh, we, we talked with producers that had worked at a different company, and they talked about friends that they still had at another company, and, and there's, you know... Uh, collaborations and possible reconnections and it, it just felt vital you know it felt uh thriving and it, it was different it was a different vibe than what we're feeling currently in vancouver which is a little bit on the ropes a little bit of uh you know we don't know what these new changes are going to be uh you know let's rally around the indie kind of world around uh, the, the development scene here in vancouver but in montreal it's uh it's a different bustle, man, and it was cool. It was cool I didn't to kind of see that how much how quiet it is here. Yeah, until I was in Montreal, and you're right. This is what this city used to be like. I mm. mean, I'm just gonna say it. I know no one wants to hear it. This is what Vancouver was like four or five years ago. And I mean, I used to say this all the time when I first moved here. This was like living in Santa's workshop. Right. Every game. I remember playing Punch Out yeah. on the Wii, getting the copy delivered, taking it home, playing, it, and realizing that next level. Who made Punch Out was yeah. about a block and a half well, from where still, I was living at the time. And they've had a, a killer year with Luigi's Mansion. They're still doing. They fine. have, they have, but that used to happen all the time. Right. And then to go to you know the all these different neighborhoods, we went to a couple of different studios there, and just seeing, you know, it's it's not just that the game community is thriving there. The other thing I realized about being in Montreal this time, and I've been a few times over the course of my life. I used to go to Montreal when I was a kid and things like that. But realizing this time, really realizing and appreciating uh, the density of of artists there and the yeah. density of the uh, and the talent of the artistic community there and the way that that's feeding into all the stuff that the studios like Ubisoft and IDOS and uh, and, and Warner Brothers are making there all yeah, of those artists and we visited Ubisoft and holy shit I mean it's it's, unre a, it's unrelenting it's, you first know? of like, all it's in an old blue jeans factory I know, which I learned it, when it, I was there just, which is it's, beautiful it's like creativity is seeping through every crack and and you yeah. know frame of the uh, of the joint, you know, it's and that's just one of the studios that they have there. They have a bunch of different offices, but you can feel this. Uh, I, I think this internal competition is kind of a palpable thing when you go there. It's like mm -hmm. each one of these teams is trying to outdo the other one, and so much incredible work is coming up over the next few years from these guys. Well, the other thing that we realized being out there this time is just how many people from the video game community have, have become transplants, yeah. people who. We're reminiscing and very happy to see us coming right. from Vancouver and being in Montreal, sure, wanting to yeah, reminisce yeah, yeah. and talk about life in Vancouver and, and you know talking about you know things like learning French and, and uh, working with these different uh, you know this different development atmosphere that's yep. that's out there and and uh, and you know I, I yeah it's uh, it was really it was really exciting to be out it's there. A, it felt it, vital. It's a you culture know, there's dunk. A, there's a there's a pulse. There's it's a culture the, dunk. It, you, there's there's a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I mean, obviously the uh, I, I, we spent a lot of time in old Montreal. We walked the hell out of those streets out there, and it's beautiful. I took a ton of pictures and put them all up on the internet. But uh, you know what I was thinking this morning? I can't wait until you're in your dotage, and you have your first uh, gallery show of all of your photographs from oh, yeah, over the right. years. I am starting to really dig taking photos, man. I got to tell you. I know. This is the only time I've seen you actually have a hobby that is not game-related. Yeah. I love it. I love taking photos. I bought that camera to take better pictures of my daughter, and I just love he, taking you do, he, pictures, You man. do this all the time. We'll be sitting somewhere, and I'll be eating like a, you know, a, a croissant or something, and you'll say, all right, all right, here, just hold still, hold still, and you'll suddenly put this camera in my face, <laughs> and I'll just be like, Vic. 
Come on. Enough. He hates I spend so much of my life with a camera in my face. I know, I know. And then you show me the pictures, and then we. Ha- I'm like, okay, just do it. Just get it over with. Just get it over with. Then you have to show me all like 10 pictures, and like one of them is maybe okay. I know, because I'm not very good. I'm just learning well, no, how to. No, it's not your fault. It's I, just my stupid face. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm still. I, I looked at a lot of the photos that I took off that camera, and they're not very good. I've got, you know, one for 10 that I Come like. Come on, some of them are pretty good. But I love it. I love taking the pictures, and it's it's fun. And God, man, Montreal had so much to take a picture God, of. What a beautiful city, man. Yeah. What a beautiful city. My daughter city. had a great time, too. We, we, I took my family, and uh, and Ruby was experiencing the city and yep. the music and the and the kids. And she learned how to say party hard in French. She was saying party time the whole time. Party I don't know time. What, yeah, I don't know I thought was it was party on. hard. I don't it know It started why. as party hardy, and I don't know who taught her that. Pa- it was party hardy? Yeah. <laughs> party hardy, and then it was party time. And, uh, yeah, and I don't know what she's uh, – she, she was having a blast. We yep. put her on one of those horse and carriage things. Did you do one of those all by what yourself? What am I going to do all by myself? With what? <laughs> I'm going to get in a horse and carriage and just ride around? Like, how creepy is that? Hey, ladies. <laughs> uh, je m'appelle uh, Scott uh, Jones. Hey, hey. You know, speaking of the PlayStation 4, though, the new yeah, Killzone game is coming for that. The what is? Uh, Killzone Shadowfall, I think, is the full name for it. Okay. And, uh, and I, I, forgive me if I got the name wrong. I don't have the internet in my face right now. But the um, uh, I'm looking forward to the game, especially after playing Mercenaries, the Killzone Mercenaries game on the Vita. You haven't got your copy uh, running properly I yet. I can't get it working. Now, yeah. I just noticed this morning, I'm so irritated. I got some sort of weird error, like yeah. error 10 7 It stopped downloading. You got to redownload the whole thing. I asked thing. them to send to see if I could get another code. But the uh, the game is beautiful. I think I'd take back that comment about Rayman Legends being the best looking game I've seen on the Vita. I think this is the thing. I mean, it's it's absolutely stunning on this machine. So gorgeous. All right. Well, listen. I'm trying to. You know, the question always with any first person shooter is: uh, is, yeah. is there heart and soul? Is it just killing and headshots no. and running around? Is it's, there story? Is there something I'm going to care about? Not really. Because you look at Rayman Legends, and there's stuff to care about yeah, in you there. Do. It's it's uh, charming, right? I mean, there's there is. is a, there's a heart and soul in that game for endearing. sure. Endearing. Killzone Legend, or Killzone Mercenaries. Legend is. I want to play Killzone Legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be out in five years. No, but Killzone Mercenaries is really cut and dry. You go in on missions and you kill everybody. Why but you get a cool wingsuit. You get to fly into your missions. I don't care. And it looks beautiful. All right. It's well, like that's the not enough. Abrams version of uh, that's not enough. And you know version. it's not enough. I know it's not enough, but it's still it is amazing to see the visuals like this in the palm of your hand, popping out at your face like that. It's like I've been, you know, walking around with this this portable console, and that was what was announced while we were out there too. Was the uh, the uh, the portable Vita? The uh, yeah, you can plug it right into your TV screen. Yeah. Not, and, uh, not the portable Vita, the the mini Vita console, which we don't v- get until next year, I so think. So wait a second, this is just a, it's not a, it doesn't have a screen on it. Well, they have a new Vita, which is lighter, and we're going to see that in Tokyo oh, this week on. when we go this out there. This is too many, how many Vitas do I need? What's going on? lots of need? Vitas, and this is comes in multi, multiple uh, rainbow colors, and then uh, the Vita console is exactly what the Vita is without the screen for 100 bucks. so it's kind of like chasing the Ouya kind of market. I don't think there's anywhere to chase the Ouya but down. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, man. It hasn't really uh, lifted oh, off. I, I didn't show you this. What do you got there? I, I got this. What do you got down in the basement? Usually you show me everything. Hold on. All right. Well, this, this is show happened. and tell, but this is a, a, a medium yeah, that doesn't see, have so any visuals. To, you'll have to be very dis- Vic, put your shirt on. Jesus, I don't Look I don't know this. what that is. Look at this nipple. That looks infected. No, it's okay. Uh, right. My bat wing 
thumb grips for my Ouya controllers came. So I'll put that in the my, garbage. Finally, my Ouya, you know, insignia version, my my custom. Oh, Ouya this is what you've been waiting for. Okay, this is oh, they, so they had to make these. They had to make it separately. and then send them but to you separately. Finally arrived. Just as the Just console is becoming as everyone irrelevant. was putting the Ouya yeah. into the garbage. And I hate yeah. to say that because I was a pretty, I mean, I was a I backer know. and I was pretty excited, but it... Well, it doesn't it, do us any favors, right? It doesn't yeah. make our lives any easier. We need these things to soar. We need them to take off. We need yeah. them to be successful, you know, and, and you know they tried hard. And you know, to to, to work with, with uh, manufacturers and to get a console out the door, especially on that, in that scale, like that's tough. I don't know what tough. the sales are like. I th you know, I don't know... I saw a guy walking down Robson with one the other day. Oh, yeah? In the yeah. box or... Uh, Just carrying it around. <laughs> he had it in the box. He was coming from one of uh, one of the local retailers. It's selling everywhere. I mean, they, they have it I don't it know if stores. it's still selling everywhere. He was the only person I've ever seen walking around with one. Right. Yeah. And I want to hear from people. I want, if you bought yeah. an Ouya, I want to hear, you know, yeah. post underneath the, you know uh, the, the, do? the comments on this, let's on this do, podcast. Let's plan this. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, once we're back and some of the travel has... We've got to uh, have Matt Thorson on this thing. Well, we we got uh, to have Julie, Julie Ormond back. Is okay, that her name? Okay, sure, yeah. Uh, no, Julie Ormond is <laughs> She's an actor. actress. Yeah. <laughs> she was in Legends of the Fall with Brad Pitt. <laughs> Sorry, we I'm should jet have lagged. Ehrman. Uh, Julie Ehrman. Julie is that right? That sounds right. Yes, right. We're assholes. <laughs> but let's have her back that. on and let's do a post mortem on yes. the Ouya because it does feel like it does feel like they've they've uh, they've met some challenges head on. I'm trying to be diplomatic here, but other challenges have kind of overwhelmed them. Yeah. And there was a lot of buzz and excitement around it for a while, but then as soon as we got to E3, yeah. and there was an Xbox One or an Xbone and the PlayStation 4 were announced and they were on the calendar, that was kind of it. I don't think people were ready to go out and spend 100. They'd rather put that $100 towards the new console. Well, it doesn't help Ouya that these guys have really made it their mission to chase indie development like crazy. Well, you they're know? not dummies. And, sa and same with Steam as well, you know. And uh, honestly, this Vita console is I mean, it's an Ouya crusher. It's not just a killer. It's like it stomps on it and says, you are dead. And I mean, the rumor is now that because there's 64-bit architecture in the new iPhone, which is way more than you need in a phone, that's a lot of horsepower that you could I, run I, a... I don't uh, know what language you're speaking. You could run a console. If they, if they put the same processor into the Apple TV revamp, revamp with some really good RAM numbers in there, they're going to have a very powerful mm -hmm. machine that could run all of the iOS 7 apps, so every game that's ever come out for iPhone, plus, you know, console quality, and I'm talking, you know, PS3 and above quality graphics on an Apple TV, and because they're unlocking the Bluetooth sort of uh, gates so that you can have controllers hooked up to this stuff, it's very possible that, that Apple is gonna turn, this quarter, uh, Finally, turn that key on their um, their their console. Well, I think at some point they're going to have to. They're going to have to because they I want the living room, right? They, well, like everybody's chasing the all-in-one box, and Apple, I think, is not stupid about that. They're going to make a decision. I got to tell an embarrassing story. You know, I love embarrassing stories, yeah. especially when I'm at the center of them. Yeah, what happened? Well, uh, did I, you did you throw out a Do you know who no, I am in Me in Montreal? Of course I do. That's how I get into the uh, La Dance contact clubs. <laughs> okay. uh, and they just turned me away immediately. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I uh, we went to. We went up to, can I say who this is? It was uh, the guy who's the game director on Assassin's Creed okay, Black yeah. Flag. Yeah. His name is Ash Ismail. Yeah. Why can't you uh, say who he is? Well, I don't know if he I'm didn't. supposed to tell what we got to do, but I got yeah. to play some of the games. So we okay. sat down and and uh, he watches the shows and he knows us. Yeah. And he, he's a, you he know, he's a fan. He used to be a fan of you, yeah. 
<laughs> he used what, to be exactly what, what, so. What did you do to him? This is his game that he's been working on for two years. Yeah. Puts, and you know, I don't like doing demos. Generally, right. I, I you try don't like to avoid people them. Watching you, period. What? You don't like people watching you, period. It depends on what I'm doing. Okay, right. If it's a sex show right. and I'm doing well and I'm yeah. going slow, slow and then fast, fast, <laughs> it's okay. No, I'm only kidding. So I don't like doing game demos. I can never remember the controls. I can't learn them in one minute. And I don't, you know, I haven't played Assassins in a, in a year. And uh, so he, this is his game. And I like this guy. I'm feeling a warm feeling from him. He's from Vancouver originally. He lived here for a little bit of while, a little while. And we're connecting. And then I'll, he, I'm, you know, he's like, so who wants to play the game? I'm like, I Vic played at E3. I guess I'll, I'll play it. I'll do my job. So they give me the controller, and I have to sit close to the screen. And I'm sitting in front of Vic, and uh, our camera guy, producer Enzo, is there, and uh, Ash Ismail's there. And uh, I just get in one of the boats and go right into a fucking rock. And I just crash, and then I'm like, where's the reverse on this? And I'm trying to reverse, and like all of a sudden, some enemy ships come in, and they're shelling me, and they're just shelling me, and the screen is going black and flickering, and I'm losing sync. Crew is jumping sync. ship. Crew is, yeah, crew is jumping ship, and he's like, oh, and then he, he, he sees me struggling, and so he takes the control. He's like, here, I'll get you on an island. And so he gets me into the island. And then he puts on like actual ship training wheels onto your ship. That's well, his, no, but, really. no, let's skip, let's okay. just skip that part. He gets okay. me to the island. I get okay. on the, I get on the island. All I do is run around and I set off about 60 alarms. And now I've got a, about, you know, 400 red dots on the radar <laughs> chasing me. And I'm hiding in like a hay bale in the woods and they're just surrounding me. And, and I just look over at him and he's just, he, at one point he's just rubbing his forehead. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and you know, I, I have completely, let, let me finish this embarrassing brought tale. shame on my house with my performance. You, you and I'm like, shame can, on the house can, with EP can, and reviews on the run. Can, I swear to you, Ash. I I, I love your game yeah. and uh, and I love what you guys have done. And I'm I'm sorry let, for uh, well, I'm me, sorry for ruining. Let me what keep was it there. on because uh, okay, I picked up on. your game from where you left. I don't me know. You know, I don't the, know if this is true or not. In the, ba- I, in the hail of what is it? The bale of hay? The hay bale? The I, haystack? It was a haystack. Okay. You can hide in haystacks. I'm, I'm hiding in the haystack. Yeah. I well, get out. It's technically I kill not. everyone. Okay. Everybody. Okay. And the guy that the other demo guy that was sitting with me, I think his name was Denis. Yeah. Uh, or Daniel, yes. uh, he's like, wow, you're really good. That's yeah. my terrible French accent. But he was, he was, uh, he, he's like, oh, okay. He started well, to explain you, it to me. You're oh, very you, good. You know how to play. Th- oh, you've played this before. Yeah. Killed everybody. Then I jumped into a ship. What was it like? A, it was just like an old slaughterhouse in there, right? You just like bodies everywhere. I, yeah, bodies everywhere. And then nice. I snuck up and I took out four guys in, in uh, like one fluid, smooth motion. It was wonderful. What? It was amazing. I was going to every one of the red dots that was chasing you, killing them. I don't all. know. I, I don't and know. And then I jumped on a ship and then went and started slaughtering everybody else with cannons. So I. Uh, I don't know if there's any truth to this. I uh, I brought back a I lot of fame and glory to the house of. EP I didn't and see. I didn't see this with I, my own eyes. So I, I'm I, having a hard time accepting that. I, I fixed what you broke. Is what well, I'm I mean, that's been the story of the show since I joined it. Really, you've just been cleaning up the messes that I make, and it's kind of what you used to do with Tommy as well. So it's, it's what you do. Uh, I, I I just love Assassin's Creed. That was fun. That was a tr- that was that a was true a great highlight visit. of our Montreal oh, visit. Well, you know, I, but I, we are skirting around the the what are we talking about? actual highlight of Montreal, and that was the dance that we contact. Got, uh, well, that might have been yours. But the we poutine had, at La Banquise? Maybe that was part two for you. But the biggest big deal for me was getting to spend some quality time with Batman, Arkham Origins. We got a nice demo. We found out more about the game. Are we, we supposed this, to talk about this? Yeah, I guess so. The embargo yeah. lifts on the 18th. Yeah, we saw some uh, incredible mocap that uh, you know was utilized for some of the fight scenes in the thing. And those guys... I don't care about all that. I'll I tell know, you what but I they care kept about. doing the fight like 50,000. 
five times. They were so yeah, sweaty they were, they and beat up. They were athletes. Up. I know, but it was They're amazing great. to watch that. You know what I like? Yeah. Meeting the people. And Ben Mattis. Yes. I was so happy to meet this guy. He was, a, he was he like... Was, he seemed so humble and grateful. He, and he, and could, he, he was I amazing mean, if, to watch because he had to be on for oh. about 50 interviews that day. And he was great. He was terrific. He's going to be on the show about 700 times between now and when he <laughs> ships. Well, he's going to be on our podcast. What? What are you talking about? Right now. Ben Matt is the senior producer of Batman Arkham Origins, a game I'm incredibly excited about, is here with us in the basement. Actually, we're not in the basement. No, we're, we're in, uh, we're in Montreal. Awesome theater. Yeah. I wish my basement was this cool. Yeah. Seriously, this is the basement that all men should aspire towards having a screen like that with seats like this and that many game consoles. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, we're in the theater at Warner Brothers Montreal. It's climate controlled. The bat basement, we're going to call it. Yeah, the bat basement. I like it. How are you feeling? You're almost finished yeah, on this man. game. You're almost all grown up. It's, I'm all grossed up and I'm all grossed up. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I was telling you guys yesterday, we uh, I left last night. And, you know, we've got our Jira dashboards, and I, like, auto-refresh every five seconds to see the bugs just dropping, dropping, dropping. No and idea what you're talking about. It hit zero, which meant there were no bugs left. What? No bugs left. And I went over, and I talked to a couple other people, lead programmer and another producer, and I was like, so, so like, no bugs. Like, zero bugs. We have zero bugs. Yep, we have zero bugs. And I don't know if you guys remember, but yesterday there was that big sort of celebration that was happening over in the cafeteria there. That was the QA team, like, celebrating the fact that we'd hit zero bugs. So That's awesome. There was um, some robust cheering. Was, I've never yeah. heard a QA team celebrate the vanishing of all bugs from a video game <laughs> And before. laughing. Yes. Were, they la were they laughing at you? Always. Yeah. That's like, I'm like the running joke here. <laughs> so how did you get to be the guy? I mean, that's my question I'll for die. you. You're the guy, you're, you're, well, you're one of the guys, one, one of the, the main guys, guys <laughs> on, on this game. And, and this wasn't your intention at all. You actually no, wanted yeah. to move into the more casual space. Yeah. Well, so I've told you guys that I was at Ubisoft before. Um, and uh, so Prince of Persia 2008 was like my last big AAA that's console. That's the one with all the scarves. The uh, head scarves. Prince of Persia. I call it the Prince of San Diego. Because Nolan, Nolan North was, was the prince. In that hey, man, don't, don't knock Nolan North, man. No, we love him. You know, you know what's a crazy, a great penguin. This is a crazy story. Go onto um, Wikipedia yeah. and, and look up Harrison Ford. Okay. Look up Harrison He's Ford. He's done that before. Look up Han Solo and uh, and, and then just report back. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, I talked about Nolan North and Harrison Ford and Han Solo so much during the promotional campaign of Prince of Persia <laughs> that I'm on the Wikipedia page for Han Solo. Wow. Like Ben Mattis, producer of Prince of Persia, referenced Han Solo, you know, and like the cultural references part, you know? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. So I've won the internet now. Like I'm done. I, don't, I, can, I can finish. So you had Prince of Persia, Persia explosion of headscarves. And, yep. then, and then what happened after that? So then uh, myself and my core team uh, spent actually a couple of years working on uh, another game. Um, which didn't see the light of day. You know, not all not all games get to ship. Game X, we'll Game call X, it. Game X. And um, that was tough. Like, you know, having two years of your life on something, pouring your heart and soul into it, and then just, you know, everyone coming to the realization that it wasn't it wasn't going to work was, was a bit of a tough blow. Um, I stuck around at UB for a while, sort of seeing, okay, so, like, what else is going on? And I have uh, experience in the wireless space before Ubisoft. I had been at Gameloft and Airborne Entertainment, which was another wireless developer here in Montreal for a while. 
Um, and I was interested in the free-to-play space, so I was talking with uh, Yanis. He's the, the CEO of UB Montreal. We love Yanis. Yes, yes, Yanis is awesome. Um, and we were just sort of, you know, chatting about different opportunities. Uh, and there was this sort of enthusiasm for me to uh, participate in the more casual or wireless or free-to-play or Facebook or, you know, that world. And I was looking for uh, a, a change. You know, I'd done kind of AAA for a while and just had two years of AAA kind of, you know, fallout underneath me. So I was looking for a different challenge. Um, and I started talking to a couple of different organizations, including Warner Montreal, who at the time, were, they were a little over a year old, and they were making some noise in the city uh, in their free-to-play space with their, what, what they call, what we call LPWs, or Light Persistent Worlds. Mm -hmm. um, and so I sent an email to Reed just sort of saying, hey, you know, maybe we should chat. You know, what do you think? Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, come in. Let's, let's talk. So I went into their office, which at the time was in old Montreal, and it was this tiny little space. I think I was like employee number 30 or something like that when I started. And I just became really convinced that this organization was um, setting itself up to succeed uh, in a space that I really see as growing. The free-to-play space is obviously not a sort of flash. In the not pan, going anywhere. Not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I, I uh, continued to talk to Ubisoft, continued to talk to Warner, um, and then ultimately, you know, left UB on what I hope they'll agree is very good terms. I was just chatting with Yanis the we, other day. We were just there. They, they've got dartboards with your face up yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Say yeah. hi to that dick, Ben. <laughs> hey, do you know uh, Ash uh, Ismail? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Did you guys work on GameX together? We did not work on GameX together, although my GameX was in development simultaneously with a GameX of his. Yeah, he said he had a GameX. Yeah, so we, we all had GameXs. Uh. Um, and so I know him from our GameXs. He's so I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning that when Warner Brothers was going to approach you to come aboard for Batman, you got a call on a red phone that was underneath a, a, a glass, uh, yeah, a That's glass right. sort of case, right, yeah. and you picked it up and you went, and "I'll a, be right over." Spotlight. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but I was actually so I, I I came to Warner and I was working on a free-to-play game with a very small team. I was probably like six or eight people, yeah, and it was a blast, right? It was like in Unity, and it was it was just really fun. It's like I, the roots of the business. Exactly, we were having a really good time, and then uh, one day Reed. He's like, hey, Ben, uh, just really quick. Can I just grab you for a minute? It's like, yeah, no problem. So I went to his office. At the time, he didn't actually have an office. It was a conference room. And he said, um, so listen, take your time. You don't have to say yes to this. But uh, what do you think about uh, you know, being the producer on the next Batman Arkham game? Um, we've got an opportunity to do it here in Montreal. You've got AAA experience. Seems like you know. Seems like a logical fit. Again, take your time. You don't have to say. You don't have to say yes to this. And I was just like, "Come on, <laughs> like it's Batman." There's, there's a couple of franchises <laughs> you don't say no to in this industry, and that one's like pretty high on the list for me. So like, where do I sign? You could have just taken your pants off and showed them how they were filled. Oh. Yep, could have. Well, didn't. That's, that's an exciting moment. Uh, well, and, and but why has it taken so long? Ubi had Batman. Why has it taken so long? For Batman to be that's done, a great question, Vic. Correctly in the video game space. Wow, that's that's you know, um, that's a tough question to answer. I mean, I I think I would like all that credit goes to Rocksteady, right? Like they they kind of showed the world what a great superhero and great Batman game should be, and I I I keep on coming back to the number one thing that I think 
the lesson that they taught me the most, uh, sort of by osmosis, right? I, I pick up the controller and play Arkham Asylum, and I look up two hours later to go to the bathroom or whatever it is, and then it was like, oh, right, I'm not actually Batman. <laughs> I, oh, I keep on forgetting that. There's, that game was so immersive that everything you, everything you do in that game, including hacking doors, like before that hacking doors were like, boop, 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 like, I don't know, like match the green circle with the yellow circle, right. and if you turn it red, then the door is hacked. It was just a silly mini game. Exactly, yeah. it was just a silly mini game. And for them, he's bringing out his cryptographic sequencer, and it's rumbling, and yeah. you've got, the, and it's right. just like, wow, I, even your mini games are immersive. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember on Project X, uh, with my designers, including Michael McIntyre, who you guys got a chance to talk to. He was on Project X with me. I remember us sitting down and sort of like ripping Arkham Asylum apart, uh, not just for the really traditional stuff, like everyone sort of looked at Arkham for its like free flow combat system and that kind yeah. of stuff. But we were really looking at like their menus and their mini games and, and all of their other, you know, uh, supporting means that really served to reinforce that fantasy so that from the second you put the disc in until whenever, you know, nature called, um, you, you never broke that sense of immersion. Right. And uh, in my humble opinion, that is what was needed uh, to make people really buy into to being a superhero. It goes beyond that, though. And I, I remember uh, at being at DICE and also getting to work with the Fallout 3 team a little bit on the making of Fallout 3 is that they start the immersion into the world with marketing materials, with screenshots, with and the way that everything is presented in Batman was exactly that as well. The collector's edition, you yeah. know, all of the Batarang, all yeah. of the... the uh, the effort sort of put in the conveyance of this universe and the authenticity of this universe. And that's not a bad thing to kind of step into, right? Not at all. Not but at also all. intimidating, I would imagine. Well, very much. I mean, you know, anyone who says they're not intimidated on this team by the opportunity and, and the challenges is, is just lying. Because yeah. it, it for sure we were, we, we, we knew that we were stepping into very big shoes, right? right? Um, but as we've said before, uh, you know, it's not like it's not like it was okay, Montreal. Good luck. Uh, you know, here's an idea. See ya. <laughs> um, we inherited a huge amount, right? We inherited the mm -hmm. code and the data of Arkham City did as they, our launching point. Did they come out and speak with your team? Did they we, come and do a little presentation? The, we had all the access to them that we needed from like a technical point of view, right? Yeah. So anytime that we had questions about, well, how does this work or how does that work, you know, they were super available. So can you do a Sefton Hill impression? I can't. No, no, okay. won't even try. Yeah. I, I am probably the single worst accent impersonation <laughs> guy can you do in the one? world. He's got a very, he sounds like the penguin a little bit, doesn't he? <laughs> right. Keep doesn't going. he? Do he a little sounds more. Like do a little Nolan, more. Nolan North and yeah. Sefton Hill, right? Yeah. <laughs> can you do a, can you do a Riddick? Um, I can do the sort of like Scottish Indian guy that like everything all just sort of okay, blends. That, I'm not going to do that. Come on, try no, no, Listen, that, That's know, offending a whole bunch of wife, cultures all My one. wife will divorce me <laughs> if I go on air with my horrible accent. You know, I like my wife. I've so. gotten to know you over the last couple days. We didn't have a previous relationship before that or well, anything. We do now. now they've slept together. <laughs> but listen, well, the thing that I love about your story, and it's a great life lesson out there for people who are listening, is you just kind of, uh, you know, you thought your life was going to go one way and then it just took a turn oh, and you kind of just stayed with it you just kind of you know and it, it's it's a the phrase i keep going back to is just kind of pull a thread and you see where it goes and now look at you 
Look at you. Look at me. Yeah. Everybody. Oh, wait. You yeah. can't look at me. This is a podcast. Look, look at this picture don't on the YouTube. Don't me. Please, don't do it. Google Han Solo and Harrison Ford. Um, uh, yeah, no. You look, man. I mean, uh, you know, can't complain, right? I mean, uh, things... Think, look, I recognize things are um, going well for now. Um, uh, let's... Let's wait. Downhill let's, from here, let's buddy. See, let's yeah. see how the players react because ultimately that's the, you know, that's the final judge. But um, I – how to put it? Um, the, the, the role that I played on this project and any sort of success that this project has as a result of my role is limited to, you know, what I imagine it must be to be the, the – you know, the, the driver of a carriage that's being pulled by like 50 mad horses, absolutely frothing at the mouth and whipped into a frenzy. Those horses know where they want to go. They're running along a racetrack. Right. And my job is like, I've kind of got blinders, like blinkers, and maybe I can kind of steer them this way or that way. But that horse, that horse team, it's going to run its race. I'm going to so, use a different metaphor. All right, I use, like that metaphor. That metaphor. was good. Well, you know, Vic and I, we always talk about who's the Joel and who's the Ellie. Have you played The, the Last of Us? I have played the heck out of The Last now, of Us. Now, your work wife is, is Eric Holmes, yeah. kind of. Yes, not <laughs> Who's much. the Joel and who's the Ellie in that relationship? Well, obviously, he's going to say that he's the Joel. Of course. Obviously. Of course. <laughs> obviously. Um, can we both be Joels? Double Joels. You guys. <laughs> Two Joels. That's both crazy. To each other that sounds end. like let horses both, going in different directions. Let us Joel. Don't okay. make one of us say Look, that I'm, a, the I'm the Ellie on the show in this relationship Ellie? with Vic. I'm okay with that. All right. Um, I'm plucky. Pretty, he's a pretty okay, good you know hunter. What? Eric's not here. Eric's not here. I'm going to be the big man. I'm going to I'm going to take the Ellie. I'm going to take oh, one for the team. I'm the Ellie. That's awesome. I want I want this on record that I've gave Eric the Joel. Right, that's Eric, very nice. You're the Joel, Eric. So you have a lot of people and a lot of quadrants to kind of placate here. You have Rocksteady, mm -hmm. who doesn't want you guys to kind of take this into a direction that they weren't really prepared for. You have DC fans. Mm -hmm. You have DC corporate. Mm -hmm. You have Warner Brothers mm -hmm. corporate. Jesus, Vic. You're I mean, me sweat. I mean, honestly, is, does that all come into foray? And, and, and how do you kind of deal with all of those kinds of uh, yeah. conversations? I mean, it, it's surprisingly been a um a really really collaborative and, and really good experience and i'm not just saying that because kehau is in the room it really hi kehau it really has been um uh you know i whenever i i get a chance i i try and you know shout out to ames kershen and and anthony deluca and all the team at burbank because we worked really well with those guys. And, and Jeff Johns. And Jeff Johns and yeah. Pat McCullen from DC. Yeah. We had a really, really good working relationship with that group. And it wasn't pulling teeth and fighting and, and whatnot. I mean, of course, there were times when we disagreed. And you know what? 90% of the time, maybe even 95% of the time, they gave us the benefit of the doubt. They, they would express their, their concern. They would explain why they were worried about decisions that we were making. Yeah. Um, they would try and help us understand, you know, the, their, their concerns. And if we still believed that despite all of that, it was still the right way to go, you know, unless they absolutely couldn't do so for legal or, or other, you know, reasons, they gave us the benefit of the doubt. And hopefully they'll all agree that it was, you know, it, it was worth it. And that in the end, the product, you know, the product is the right product to have been made. So it was not 
a process whereby we, you know, had to get mommy to talk to daddy, but mommy and daddy wouldn't be in the same room kind of Thank thing. God. This was this was a very open, very collaborative process where um, everyone sort of respected the vision that we had and was just looking to find ways to help make that happen. What's going to surprise people the most about Arkham Origins? <laughs> the surprises. And that sounds cheesy and, and, and kind of like a cop-out, but as much as we have been talking about this game, there is a laundry list of things that we identified in the very early days of this project that absolutely would never get talked about, would never get shown, would never get mentioned. Um, and, and we really think that there's some twists and turns in this story. There's some characters, there's some, some appearances, there's some gameplay sequences that nobody's predicted yet. Nobody's, nobody's even close, which is good. Um, and that we're really looking forward to, you know, October 25th, at, or I guess it's October 26th at 2 a.m., yeah. hammering on Twitter to see how far people are in the game and, and seeing if they've gotten to these, these, you know, these big reveal moments. Because I think it's kind of funny that they've been so forthright about the eight assassins in the game. Yeah. I'm like, you're giving away everything, but there has to be more. I, well, this only proves that we have to have you back. Maybe we'll have you and Eric Skype in, or somehow we'll get you guys back the week it launches to have a kind of uh, discussion about some of the stuff that's out there and we can have a little reflection kind of look back. How does that sound? That sounds great to me. Let's let's try and do that for sure. Awesome. Yay for Ben Mattis. You rock, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Had fun. <laughs> so that was Mr. Ben Mattis, senior producer oh, on Arkham man. Origins. I want to be friends with him. I, I know. I, I think uh, he is a wonderful guy and I think Warner Brothers had made the right choice to put him at... Uh, he's the Ellie, I think, is what he said. He, uh, he uh, said he was him the and Ellie Eric on Holmes. the game. Yeah. Yeah. We have to ask everyone that going I know, forward right? now. Are, are you the Ellie or are you the Joel in the <laughs> development team? And we didn't see Eric and Eric and I are friends. We've known each other for a long you know time. And he wasn't there. I was going to Montreal and, and uh, the, the guy takes a vacation what the hell but we're gonna see him though we're gonna see him in japan yeah why don't we yeah. do a podcast there with him okay how much batman does this podcast need answer i think, I think a lot more as much as we can get there's not enough vitamin b in this podcast that's right vitamin b i like that yeah uh but yeah now we actually have to take off and we got to go catch a plane and we uh, have to do the next one from tokyo how we are cool going to be in that? Tokyo, and uh, we got all kinds of crazy stuff planned for the next couple of weeks. L let me ask you a question. Yeah. Can you believe this is our lives? It's ridiculous. Can you believe we're going to be staying in the same hotel room together? You know how small they are in Tokyo. I know, I know. And you're big. And sometimes... Maybe, maybe you stay in the hall. Sometimes I snore out of my butt. I, I just... <laughs> Like it's <laughs> that's called farting. Oh, you made it it's weird. A, it's a pants snore. Oh, man. Yeah, the, you quit this morning in the studio when we realized that we were going to be sharing a room together. You quoted planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> yeah. Those aren't pillows. Those aren't pillows. Hey, listen, uh, we have to thank oh PlayStation, the uh, PlayStation Canada. Thank and you, PlayStation. The Sony PlayStation 4 comes out November 15th, in case you didn't know. So if you haven't pre-ordered, you're probably SOL. You but uh, it's going to be an awesome system. Can't wait. Thanks to Ubisoft uh, Montreal. Yes. Thanks to Ubisoft Warner Brothers. Uh, no, Warner Brothers Montreal. <laughs> Ubisoft doesn't own Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they will soon. No. And th thanks to Ben Mattis yes, for, being for being here. On the who show. I am going to go ahead and just write some fan fiction. Yep. I don't know if he wants it or not, but you it's going to star a character named Scott, which is not me necessarily. But it could be. Scott and Ben, they go on adventures together. They go and they hang out in Montreal. Now I've made it really weird. It's really weird. Thanks for listening, everybody. So long, Stitcher!